0: You're listening to the World's Smartest Podcast Network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up
1: Sacramento. Sacramento.
0: Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 217. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Kaplan. You can find me at turnersparks.com. You can find this show, lostinamericapod.com. You can find Kaplan at capinamerica on Instagram. This show is on Instagram, at lostinamericapod. We also have on the show today, we have Indian comedian Daniel Fernandez. Kaplan, we're talking about the uh, farmers' strike slash protest slash, uh, if we want to call it a riot that happened yesterday. I don't know. We'll get into that in a minute. Before we get to that, Patreon. Should I, should I, do you want to take this over? Is this your section, Kaplan? To explain well, Patreon I'm going to tell
2: you, we have a Patreon show. We do three times a week called Live from the Bunker. And if you're not a subscriber, this is the week to subscribe because we are going to, the wives, our wives are very upset with us. This is just a little teaser. They are upset that we're doing too many podcasts. They don't, so we're going to talk about this on tomorrow's episode. But we might be getting divorced over doing this show. Both of us, they're both on the ropes. Our wives are angry, too many podcasts. So, we need you guys to support the pod. And how do you do that, Turner?
0: (laughs) Kaplan doesn't remember. You go to patreon.com/slash lost in America for you get three extra episodes a week. of just Kaplan and I, 30-minute full comedy episodes, 30 minutes. Uh, doing do it for $5 a month. You get that plus for $10 yeah, that's a, month, a bargain for $10 a month. You get a lost in America. Number one in Armenia t-shirt. We went to number one in Armenia. Kaplan's Here's wearing the, the shirt right here right now for everyone watching on YouTube. Also, we have these mugs. we got a ton of merch. You got to print merch. merch and we have a great, uh, so do that. We have a great review. I want to read right now. As everyone knows, we, are, we started the lost, the the uh, World's Smartest Podcast Network with Andrea Jones-Roy. As everyone knows. Uh, and Andrew Heaton. <laughs> Check out their podcast. Everyone knows that. We just got a new review on iTunes of the show. Let me find it. It says, yeah. okay. first of all, it's from Yo Mama. Yo Mama. That's, I like so it. Shout out to Yo Mama. Thanks shout for listening. Yo- Five stars they gave us. And they Which said, is, yeah. but then it seems like a, a bit of hate mail. It says, False institutional advertising is the headline of the, uh, uh, the, the review. And it says, contrary to the name of their network, Mordecai and Sparks are hilarious idiots.
2: I love that review. I
0: because, take it as a compliment.
2: Yeah, I take it because I, I would rather be a hilarious idiot than a smart boar, right? You know, and, it's, As long yes, as like, you sound funny, also, you can say anything.
0: Say whatever you want about me. Just make it five stars.
2: Oh, right. I'd rather be, yeah, you could say I'm smart and gave me four stars. No good. We want, we want all, if you have never not given us an iTunes review, I don't know what you're waiting for. Get over there. Give us a review. Five stars only. And please, you can use my Hebrew name, Mordecai. You can call me Michael. You can call me Kaplan. Whatever you, as long as you give me five stars, I love it. So thank you very much, yo mama.
0: On the podcast, okay, let's get to today's episode. Kaplan yes. on the podcast, Daniel Fernandez is coming in, in just a second. We're talking about. Um, by the way, he has the "You Started It" podcast. You Started It podcast. You could check it out, and he, he that's on YouTube and on a podcast, whatever podcast players you have. He has his comedy special "Shadows," which I want to talk to him a little bit about later. Um, and that's on YouTube as well, or will be on YouTube. I think it's, it's on YouTube. Let's say it's on YouTube by the time you <laughs> Let's listen go with to that. this, it'll be on YouTube, which also we'll get into the details we'll get, of yeah. why later. Now the, uh, farmer strike Kaplan. How, what do you know about this? I well, know it's local to your neighborhood.
2: Right. So listeners to our Patreon show would know though, that about a month ago, I think There was a day in my neighborhood where the uh, we call them the Yenta pack, the people in my neighborhood who 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 complain about everything. They're always on Facebook complaining about things. And one day they said, attention, everybody. There's fencing, hundreds of people fencing in the local park. I've called the police. I'm on it, but I just wanted to warn people. Now, this is the
0: sport of fencing. They're not putting a fencing. fencing.
2: They said there were people with swords and it was they called the police. the police are called. Keep your children away. They could get stabbed by accident. And then it turned out somebody came in who's a little more cultured and said, um, those are actually people protesting the Indian farming. It's an Indian farming protest. They're not fencers. Those are ceremonial. They're swords. not playing
0: the sport of fencing. Yes, they're, they're protesting. Uh, uh, something going on on the, on the other side of the world. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah, so that was my extent of my knowledge until uh, recently. I knew there was something going on because if it's here, if it's in Long Island City, we're a very apathetic neighborhood. It's obviously going on other places, including India. And then we saw this week that the protests turned a little more violent, correct? Well, I,
0: yeah, I'll take over from here. So what we know is this story has been happening for a few months. I know yes. that because we thought about doing this story a couple months ago. Uh, Indian farmers are a big part of the country, and they're, the, the Modi's government has decided to take away their subsidy, essentially, from what I can tell. They've been getting subsidized, I don't know if it's wages or in some way, the government's kind of propping up the farming community, Uh, so people can farm, so that they can sell it, so people can eat, I believe. And uh, Modi has now taken that away. He said, there's going to be no more subsidies. We're not helping you out anymore. It's going to be free market. Every man for himself. If you want to farm, figure out how you can farm. People are, the farmers are pissed. Uh, they've gone into the cities and they're now protesting slash rioting. And that's what I know. Daniel Fernandez, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out. How did we what did we get right Thanks on for that? having me, yeah, guys. What, what uh,
1: some, some part of it that the farmers are pissed off for sure. Yes, that <laughs> has happened uh, for sure. Uh, as far as the subsidies are concerned, I believe, again, I just want to clarify to all the listeners out there. Uh, I'm coming uh, My opinions And my, the knowledge That I have about this Is based on what I've read And watched on the news This is a very complex issue So I am not an expert But I have This is a
0: comedy show no You're expert an expert to us
1: of, idiots. Or, trust me, <laughs> no, no, idiots Trust you're me We're hilarious idiots You're an expert <laughs> when, when people in India Watch this They're going to be Fact-checking a lot of stuff <laughs> okay. Which they don't do Which they don't do With the news By the way It's only when a so. comedian Opens his mouth You have to get everything right Oh so,
0: Well that's so, why We sell ourselves As more Morons, yeah, and then no
1: one, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. So here's what it is. All right. So the agricultural industry in India for the longest time uh, has been regulated by the government. So they have something called the MSP, which is a minimum selling price, which assures farmers a minimum amount of income for their produce. Uh, They've also been uh, receiving subsidized electricity, which you know, in turn, helps them with their farming. Uh, they do not pay taxes. Uh, uh, anybody in the agricultural industry does not have to pay income tax. So I think that still that still stays. So what they have done now, what these new farm laws say is basically that they're going to deregulate uh, the industry. they're going to make it a free market where uh, as you uh, as you said, where farmers can now trade with whoever they want, however they want, which the farmers are not happy with for many reasons, one of them being, that they were not consulted before these laws were introduced Uh, Two, the laws were just, uh, you know, passed in a very hurried manner. They literally plowed through uh, Parliament, those bills are plowed through Parliament with no discussion whatsoever. So it's kind of coming across like it's forced upon them. And while the government keeps saying that this is good for you as a farmer, it's a free market now, you can sell to whoever you want, you can decide the price, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the farmers believe that in the long run, what will happen is the, once the corporations get into uh, this space uh, over a period of time, um, as economics uh, dictate, uh, the corporations will then get to decide uh, what price they want to buy at, uh, which will then mean that the farmers lose Uh, the the advantage they had with the MSP and they fear that they might lose income over the years. So there's been an agitation going on uh, for a couple of months now. They've been protesting peacefully uh, up until yesterday. And uh, then the government did speak to them. Uh, The Supreme Court intervened as well. The Supreme Court uh, said that the laws will be stayed and they will set up a four member committee to, uh discuss these laws with the farmers and come arrive at a consensus. Except uh these four people in the committee have already publicly voiced their opinions about these laws and they are with the government on this. So mm. it's kind of like me going, hey man, I know you have a problem with me, turnover. Let's sort this out. We'll set up a committee or four of my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> And they'll make sure, you know, they're very neutral. They'll make sure that, you know, we arrive at something where both of us win. So the farmers uh, didn't like that. (laughs) And then yesterday we celebrated Republic Day, which is a big deal in India. Uh, So the farmers wanted to use that that as a uh, a platform to, you know, voice their protest. And they were given permission by the police to uh, arrive into the city, Delhi, the capital uh, city. But they were told to stick to a certain route. Um, where, and what happened was some of them deviated from the route and then there was a little bit of rioting and then some group of people uh, got, you know, broke through barricades and got into the Red Fort and uh, they planted a religious flag on the Red Fort. Now, here's where it gets a little complicated. The person leading this supposed uh, riot uh, is... Known to be a friend of the government, ah, and okay. so so you see what's happening here. So the Was farmers it, are going. Hang on, that's not our guy, right? He's uh, a false and so flag. Or- he, yeah, it's a false flag. Yeah, false flag, yeah, yeah. So he, so he's gone in there and he set up uh, a flag. So what then? The, and the Indian media, the news media, unfortunately, uh, the majority of them are also pro-government. So they try to spin that entire the situation uh, as a riot uh, caused by the farmers. And they actually, believe it or not, try to compare it to what happened at Capitol
0: Hill. That's so, in America. I mean, so just yeah, on, on Kaplan and I reading these articles this morning, we, yeah, that's yeah. the first thing we it. thought. We go, oh, Nobody yeah. stole a
1: lectern or anything out of there. or anything. No, nobody <laughs> stole a lectern. No laptops were stolen. Okay. No, nobody. No with, Q you know, shaman. Cow, he wasn't there. cow horns. Nothing. Shaman. No shaman.
2: Send, can we send the Q there?
1: Yeah. What the media? What <laughs> the media said? What the media said was that uh, these uh, the farmers actually removed the Indian flag that's oh. hoisted up right on top of the red fort and you know planted the religious flag, which is not true at all. I mean, of course, a lot of fact finding missions work. Conducted after which people um, showed that the Indian flag stayed. They did not touch the Indian flag. They 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 planted the flag or hoisted the flag in a space that was vacant. And ironically, there are also clips going around of the Delhi police uh, ripping the Indian flag off some of the farmers' tractors and throwing them onto the ground. So it's yeah, it's right. a very messed up situation as you can imagine. And the
2: religious flag they were planting was that a a Sikh flag or? A Sikh flag, yes. Apparently, it's a sacred Sikh flag.
0: So are the farmers, uh, Kaplan came across this before, but are the farmers most, it's 60% of the country we read is farmers. Is that correct? Roughly? Uh, Does that that seem correct? I mean, that's what the New York Times is It's
1: close. It's close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A large percentage of India's population is in the agriculture industry. A very large percentage of that population. And
0: we should also say, before we keep going, we're talking about it's yesterday for us, but the, when this comes out it will be like five days earlier we're recording uh, yeah we're yeah. recording on wednesday Early. what's today january twenty seventh I believe so this will yeah. be out in a few days anyway that's what happened um so so sixty percent of the country if sixty percent of the country's farmers uh does mm-hmm. Modi and his government need to it seems like they would want to, keep those like people happy, happy yeah. right because those are voters as well it, it
1: so it's a very tricky situation the way uh the elections are set up in india is a little different from from the u.s you know you, you in the u.s you have two candidates you have the you know republicans and democrats whereas here you vote for a, a party a political party uh and uh, so you have to win by a certain number of majority to you know get into office now i read recently that uh, the BJP in the last elections captured about thirty-eight percent of the vote share. Keep in mind, a lot of people in India do not vote, so out of the people that did, that's Modi's vote, party. Uh, the, yep. that was the- yeah, Mo- uh, Modi's party won about thirty-eight percent of the vote share, which was enough for him to, you know, maintain uh, his his position in the office. And so, what's happening now? Is he over the years, and I, this is what I read, he, man. this is also true, is that he keeps pandering to the 38%. Instead sure. of trying to win over the remaining uh, vote bank, he keeps pandering mm. to 38%. So what he has figured is as long as he keeps that 38% happy, it is enough for him to stay in power. So now, how many of these farmers form that 38% is something I'm not aware of. Yeah. Um, also, Modi uh, is, is very pro uh, corporates, pro corporations. Corporations. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's where a lot of the funding for uh, the uh, for the party allegedly comes. So he's more interested in keeping them happy rather than uh, the farmers. I mean, to be honest, I mean in India, as is the case with. Most developing countries and in the world, if you're poor, nobody really gives a shit about you, no yeah, matter right. what you do. Beyond a point, you're just another farmer. I mean, in Indian farmers, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the suicide rate in, 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 uh, amongst Indian farmers is some of the highest in the world. But mm-hmm. you still do not see much being done uh, to alleviate that. You know, it's kind of sad because they are killing themselves over loans that are not that much for the uh, for of someone who's doing even reasonably well, but yeah, the, right. the kind of hardships that they face. While on the other hand, you've got these corporate cronies who have swindled uh, the economy to the tunes of thousands of, uh, um, sorry, millions of dollars and, and, they, and they are scot-free or they have fled the country. And, yeah, and they, they sleep well at
0: night, right? That's they sleep I, well at uh, night. That's yeah, Tony loves yeah.
2: crony capitalism. He's big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crony like, capitalism on the record. for the win, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, sleep so, well. Uh, likes to sleep well.
0: Kaplan's selling me out of it. <laughs> well, I know you've so, got, uh, got on the record uh,
2: with that stance so
0: <laughs> so what uh, why don't I this might be a deeper question but we have time why doesn't everyone why, why don't more people vote and is there some politician I was reading is it the mayor of Delhi or something I might be off but there's some is there some politician that's trying to this Unite. seems like a base of support you could get if you were an opponent of Modi's <laughs> You could say, mm-hmm. hey, let's get all these farmers to vote, but vote for me. I'll support them." And then boom.
1: Yeah. Are you talking about the chief minister of Delhi?
0: Maybe I am. Yeah, I think so. If
1: you could be referring to the chief minister of Delhi. Yeah, that's that's Arvind Kejriwal. So he's new onto the political scene and he is, his persona as a politician is more of the common man. I'm one of you guys. You know, yes. I want to make things better. I don't want corruption. I want to be as open and transparent as I can be. So that's his stake, while uh, Modi's stake is very communal. It's about uh, division, it's about uh, utilizing fear, it's about utilizing religion yeah. uh, to uh, get votes. So uh, the, the, the election process, or rather, the reason why people make election choices in our countries is very complex. So you uh, have a lot of the vote uh, people. So, keep in mind, India has a caste system. There's a socioeconomic divide. So, there's a lot that is segregating people. In America, it's probably slightly simpler where you have the red states and the blue states. But here in India, every state has a culture that's very deep rooted and very different from the state right next door. Uh, and within those states, there are complexities that are driven by religion, uh, by socioeconomic status. So, what's happening is that the politics that of each state, is different. So to get everyone to to arrive at one vision for the country is, is very tough because we don't have the same problems. So, so you, it you know... Could just um,
0: be, yeah, so it could be just totally so different from what they care about. So whatever the government's running exactly. on, the platform, they might not have any... They don't care one way or the other, so they just don't vote. Yeah. But it does... So So it does seem like a lot of the country is supporting the farmers right now though is that right or no it
1: it it is it, it's it's it depends on what news source you're consuming i mean okay. if you go on social media you will see a lot of support for the farmers but if you look switch on the news it's it's a completely different story um, the the problem with situations like these is a lot of people who agree or sympathize with the movement tend to be silent so if you are not heard you it's you, you may as well be with the enemy or right. the oppressor. So yeah, that you're complicit. Your silence is complicit. So that's the issue. I mean, there are people uh, across social media in the country who are supporting the farmers uh, for the for the first time. I think in the main uh, Modi's term, he is facing uh, a movement that he can't really seem to control. Yeah, uh, no, you you. So it 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 it. Uh, I mean, all things said, it is a movement that is making impact. It is a movement that's being spoken about all over the world. Justin Trudeau commented uh, on it. Uh, there's so many uh, politicians from all over the world, so this is in the news. Um, I, I mean, the tactics that are being used to deal with this are pretty, pretty much, you know, come across as very age-old political uh, tricks. Like what happened with the Red Fort yesterday. That was not from what it appears. It was not somebody who was part of the original protest. It was just somebody who hijacked it to make it look like. look at what the farmers are doing so and if they they, like saw our news in
0: america and they're like oh let's do something like that let's take over yeah what's what can we do um yeah okay so but how are the farmers uh well i was i was curious to how the farmers because it seems like a lot of them have been camped out outside of delhi on the outskirts of delhi in almost like a it almost looks like like a music festival scene or something. It it's, does. It does. Yeah. They, they they eat. They self sustaining. It's like what's the Burning Man? It's like they trade. They yeah, people. They make food and they have yep. events and and speeches. Yep. How do well, they the police yeah. didn't want them in the
2: city,
1: right? Is that well? How do they live the without area.
0: money? Like
1: so, you know what I mean? So they have been they have been barricaded uh, out of the city. They have not been allowed into the city. So they have been protesting on uh, along the borders. And outside, uh, the, so the community. A lot of the farmers that are protesting outside Delhi come from the state of Punjab, um, and they, um, if I'm correct in saying, they're some of the they they're part of the farming community that's doing a little better than than the rest of the country. Uh, also, they are very well organized. They're very united. Uh, you know, <clears> they <throat> they're not easily swayed by empty promises. And they also have a support. They have they have support coming in from the Sikh community uh, from around the world. I don't know if you guys have heard of Kalsa Aid. Uh, the, this is a Sikh uh, organization that really helps out in in situations like this. They've, they've done this in the UK. They've done this in the US as well. So they've been supporting them. I think uh, so. They've been sending over food, uh, pizzas. Uh, they've even set up massage uh, uh, sections,
0: <laughs> nice. which
1: is pretty pretty. So, so there there has been support uh, I I really uh, w- would not be able to say much about how are they financially managing this but I have read that this this these protests have uh you know cost them money of course because they're not working on they're the, not farms. Working on the farm yeah they're here so so there is a financial cost that's coming with this movement but I'm not sure how they are managing that cost but I but from what I know and what I've seen uh, their Their resolve is very strong. They know what they want uh, they, they don't care if it's biting cold right now. They don't care if they are being maligned on the news. They have a very firm resolve in terms of what they want. so uh hopefully uh they, they they'll, they'll get there. i mean the, I mean I, I was reading up and a, a lot of economists have also said that yes, we do need reforms in the agriculture uh, sector. However, I think it's very important to have the buy-in of the farmers because they are the most important stakeholders, you know. So ask them, you know, what they would like to see, what they would like to have uh, change in in, in their industry. So uh, hopefully it it, it will uh, come to that. And I think, I hope that there will be some sort of an amicable resolution.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like, um, well, first of all, from what I've read is that they're getting donations from all over the place. It, as you said, it might be the in, yep. Indian diaspora around the world. Or yep, yep. Maybe from within yep. the country, but people are from donating. From within the country as well. Yes. Um, and it seems like they, uh, I lost my train of thought, but here's another question. I, I, Kaplan, do you have something? I wanted to go somewhere else. No, go on, go on. Okay. You mentioned briefly the caste system. I'm yeah. kind of fascinated. How does that work?
1: So within, uh, so within the Hindu religion, Hindu within Hinduism, they have uh, groups, societal groups based on your birth, uh, so to say. I mean, I'm not an expert on this because I'm 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 Catholic myself. But within these groups, uh, so the people on the top of the groups, uh, I think they're known as Brahmins. They enjoy the most. Privilege, And I, if I'm correct, the people at the bottom of the group that they call Dalits, they enjoy the least privilege. Uh, there was a time where untouchability was a thing in India. It still is yeah. in, in, in some parts of the country where you cannot, uh, you know, eat food that has been cooked by a Dalit or, you know, so they, they're considered to be impure. So basically, if you are higher up the caste system, you have a good life. If you are at the bottom, you don't. And um, there are laws in place that, you know, uh, say that, you know, that, uh, that dictate that this, no long, this should no longer exist and everyone should be treated equal. It says so in the constitution itself. But in if you go into rural India, that, that apparently is not the case. So the system is still very prevalent. Um, so everybody is grouped together on the basis of what caste they are born into. And then that dictates the rest of their lives
0: wow and that's based off how you're born you're born into yeah it. it's based born. on
1: what family you're born into. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they don't and they don't believe in uh mixing or So, in, so to say like you if you're from an upper right. caste yeah you can't marry someone from a lower caste because they want to maintain the purity of the bloodline
0: whoa yeah <laughs> that's yeah, limited. Like you as
1: a catholic yeah. you have nothing
2: you're, to do with you're this. outside of that yeah
1: no, I mean, see, yeah. that, like I said, I mean, I live in uh, the economic capital of the country. Uh, it, it's it's a very different life that I have here. And I have to keep acknowledging that I have a lot of privilege. So a lot of problems that uh, these people uh, face uh, will never uh, be something that I'd have to deal with. But I think it's important to acknowledge that this, this does exist. It, it is a thing.
0: So when you go do show, show do you know anyone who's part? I, I guess you probably do, right? Who's part of the system or not?
1: Uh, I mean, you not, know, uh, not, no, not really. I mean, okay, so uh, it's I mean, yeah, like I would, spectrum. yeah. That that's Kaplan's right. I mean, I I know people who technically by Te- their bloodline, that's what I mean, technically, yeah, yeah, by their bloodline would can be considered as upper caste, But these are people who've uh, sort of, sort of, say, renounced the the caste system. They don't believe in it, and they're pretty liberal. Um, uh, so, in in the cities, largely in the bigger cities in India, you 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 wouldn't see it being so obvious and in your face unless it comes down to a question of hey, my daughter's getting married, so who what caste is the boy from? It, oh, at yeah. certain situations, uh, you, it might crop up in the bigger city, but in in rural India, uh, in the heartlands, it's it's in your face. It's it's pretty out there.
2: And do that's you what ever, I was going to say is that I would renounce it if I was in the upper cast until my daughter was getting married. I was literally like, <laughs> I was looking at yeah. Ruby Kaplan there and I was like, you know in a room right here. I was like, no, yes. no, no. no. <laughs> Yeah. So what so you, so
1: you do have that? I mean, you have I mean I even have fans writing in going, Hey man, I, I like this girl and we like each other, we want to be together, but our parents don't approve because they are from different castes, wow. and I'm just like, Man, just run away dude. Just fucking go to America. It's it's much cooler there.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: well, At the I most mean, you
1: just get shot. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Here just, though, there's definitely parents who wouldn't want their kid to marry someone of the other political party. I mean, these well, people are all losers, but they exist. really is is that maybe Definitely.
2: younger parents now, younger parents. Yeah, I, like I younger. Par- yeah. yeah, the yeah.
0: older boomers they don't care, boomers, but like okay. the yeah. younger younger parents, I'm sure the
1: woke the woke uh, the, the woke woke millennials. Yeah. I suppose. The woke millennials yeah. when I mean, they have kids. I guess the woke
0: yeah. The woke. yeah. Yeah, and I've I heard guess people that say, would be a like, big factor. how could you be friends with someone who doesn't, has a different political, whatever. Political but that's what their ideology. choice is, at least. it's yeah, you're, you're not even born even, into it. You're not
1: yeah. born into that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Exactly. Um, but but also, many up until many years ago, our, our political choices were private. I mean, before the advent of social media, you nobody right. really spoke about who they voted for. That's true. Or, or you it wasn't much of a discussion. You were told not to. Yeah. yeah and now yeah, suddenly yeah. everybody has a mobile phone and they're all pretty vocal about who they support. And suddenly people are realizing, oh, my God, I thought I knew this guy. And like, yeah. he, he was my friend. But I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a very tricky situation, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm OK with being friends with somebody on the opposite end of the political spectrum. But I, I guess for, uh, they, it all comes down to... Um, the belief system, I mean, the kind of choices that they make, the kind of things that they support, you have to make a personal choice. If somebody says, you know, I'm I'm, I'm okay with how immigrants are treated. Yeah. I'm okay with <clears throat> putting immigrant children in cages, then I have a problem with you. Totally. A, as a friend because now it's hard to sweep that under the rug i don't know it's 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 so complex which is why i tell my friends don't fucking talk about politics
2: otherwise right. we might not survive this and, uh, trip. don't <laughs> use the word cages when we're having conversations
0: yeah. safe, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. so i remember the question was is there any merit um at, you kind of said economists said there was you touched on that merit right. to the other side this idea that well the farmers are cuz if 60% of the country's farmers we read that they're producing 15 mm-hmm. 15%, 15% of the output yet yeah. they're being supported uh with with uh I guess tax dollars is what it would be it, it, a lot of tax mm-hmm. dollars is going to them so is there some kind of middle ground um for all this you know where it should land
1: I mean I hope there is the the the, the... Reality right now is that the manner in which the laws were passed uh, with no discussion whatsoever is like, yeah. this is it, it, my way or the highway, a very autocratic approach. It wasn't democratic at all. So that's kind of not giving the farmers confidence. Also, when there were uh, platforms for various politicians from the ruling party to explain how this these new laws would benefit the farmers, they were unable to do it. So what's happening now is they you you've have these laws, and if you actually read the laws, they're, they're pretty complex. It's not easy to understand on the first go. And so my next bet would then be, okay, I want to hear f- from the people who are impacted by these laws. So if tomorrow somebody says something about comedy, and they say, hey, man, this is what's going to change in comedy, I'm going to have an opinion that's valid because I'm in the industry. Uh, but, but what's happening right now is on one hand, you've got... Uh, the government that's uh, said, okay, these are the new laws, then you've got the media saying, oh, these laws are good. And then you've got uh, all the other fans of the government saying, yes, this is a good thing, but no one can explain why. Or if they, if they do try to explain, it isn't making sense to the farmers. So uh, like I said earlier, there is merit in bringing in new reforms to the agricultural sector. Uh, however, I think it needs to be done in a more democratic manner. So in a way that ensures that the farmers uh, are not affected in the long run, because from right now, from where where, where everyone stands, from where we stand, at least, it looks like this is just a a way for, you know, crony capitalism to get in and kind of just make a lot. There's a lot of money to be made. Let's not let's not get around here. If you're looking at the kind of output that's coming out of these farms, there's a lot of money.
2: Yeah, so we have in America because we have all we yeah. so have all sorts of corporate farm. A lot most people think of farmers as a small business thing, but in America, yeah, so many of them are big corporate farms. And then yeah. we also have the issue where we're we're capitalistic, but like they're always destroying exactly. destroying milk or destroying things because they got to keep the prices higher. We have too much exactly. food in America. Exactly. So you just dump it all out. Or set, yeah,
1: you will not believe artificial. Yeah, Kaplan. It's, it's a similar situation in India as well. Close to 200 million people in the country are sleeping on empty stomachs every night while our granaries are full. Yeah. Wow. We actually can feed. We have, you know, supplies to feed the hungry, but it,
2: just it's, just, it's not happening. To keep the prices and the thing, up. They-
1: yeah, to keep the prices up also. The thing with India is uh, democ- democracy arrived before capitalism.
2: Right. Okay. As That's compared it, yeah. to
1: other first, first world countries, so democracy got your first. So now capitalism is looking at going, "Hey, man, where else can I dip my fingers?"
2: <laughs> so it's a very tricky space. So India and, used to be more socialistic. Is that? Is that yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, when 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 we got independence, we were largely pretty self reliant, although we weren't doing that well. And then in the nineties, there was you know the, the economy was opened up to the rest of the world, which is when. Uh, the Indian economy really took off. And then we went from being one of the poorest countries in the world to being one of the largest donors to the International Monetary Fund. And then, obviously, in the last few years, the economy has taken a nosedive. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot you can read about that and why that's happening. But it's kind of been a crazy journey for us as, as a country. So now uh, we do stand at a very important um, point in, in, in our history because uh, ec- economically we're not doing that well the numbers are out there for everyone to see and, and covid uh, has not helped and and to make matters worse we ha- we have uh, a country full of people who are more imp- who are more interested in you know uh, stuff that's not important like I mean, the headlines in the country today are comedian arrested for joke he has not told. Uh, then well, there's a important. show on Amazon. Yeah, that. I mean, in, in the sense that for us, uh, the re- he's, he's he's in jail for a reason that's not important. Right. Okay. <laughs> if if that makes sense, because people are more concerned about what are comedians saying, what is Amazon, what is the show on Amazon Prime saying about my religion, as opposed to hey, why is the economy so messed up? Why is the infrastructure so screwed up? What's happening with our healthcare? Why does why why don't I have roads that are finished outside
0: my house? So yeah, why are two hundred million people not able why to eat, going hungry? Yeah. They eat, they eat, eat can... every night. So well, does, so yeah, because uh, what I read, Modi wants to obviously he's liberal economic liberal wants to liberalize the economy right or whatever pri- uh, privatize, privatize the economy yeah, ec- um, realize, um classic liberal yes classic liberals would have as, as a conservative say. uh and uh is the idea that these farms will go to His motivation, because if 60% of these people don't want you to do something, also, as you were saying earlier, it's a big, Mm. it's always a big red flag when somebody says, Hey, I have this great thing. It's going to help you. And the people say, Oh, we don't want it. And they go, Oh yeah, well too bad. It's still, we're still doing (laughs) it. It's going to help you. Is the idea that this is, he's has relationships with these big companies that are going to come in and Is it that he'll get a kickback or he just think it's good for the, like the tax dollars will help the country. It's it's, it's for his friends. Okay. uh, Simply put. Also just to
1: clarify, uh, not all the entire, not the the entire 60% of the farmers are not involved in the protests right now. Okay. So they are spread across different parts of the country, but farmers from different parts of the country have voiced their support for the protests uh, that that uh, that are going on. So I think numerically, it's not all the farmers, but a large, si- a large chunk of them with
0: a loud voice, yeah, are uh, making themselves heard. And Modi wants to his uh, another twenty twenty four. He wants the economy to double, but from now That's to twenty twenty four, not happening. I was it's okay. That happening. was my question. Is there is that in an <laughs> any realistic possibility?
1: I doubt it. I doubt it. It's not happening. I mean, I mean four it, years. I think even yeah. I mean, we. I think our, one of the campaign promises was to turn India into a trillion-dollar economy. Um, when we we're, we're so far off from that happening. I mean, yeah. Even now, Bangladesh, uh, our our neighbors in from the east, are uh, their economy is doing much better than ours. We okay really. Uh, we really, the last, few, I mean, with, with uh, demonetization, if you, I don't know if you know that this happened a few years ago, then the implementation of the goods and services tax, uh, all of these things have kind of thrown our economy into a tailspin. Because we were, I mean, up until a few years ago, we were a cash economy, largely a cash economy. And then overnight, he demonetized a lot of notes uh, of uh, that were in circulation, so a lot of people had money that was not worth anything anymore, and then when, they have to rush really? to the banks, yeah. The read up on demonetization this happened in I think 2016, yeah, about four years ago, and he did it
0: overnight uh, as opposed to gradually, overnight.
1: no like- no warning whatsoever. He comes on TV at 8, 8 p.m. and says, Okay, from tomorrow morning or, or from midnight, uh, these notes will no longer be valid. So, so what it- and if. So if you had those notes, uh, you had to then run to the bank and deposit uh, those notes into your accounts for for your money to be valid. Within 24 hours? Not 24 hours. They did give people, I think, about a month or so to do it. But keep in mind, we are a very large country. Yeah, we are a very large country. And a lot of the small and medium uh businesses uh they they operate on cash they don't do digital transactions so a lot of so you suddenly took that money out of circulation with small businesses were crippled then uh i think a year or two later he they they uh, implemented the goods and services tax which a lot of economists say was not done in uh the correct manner it was done rather haphazardly which is also causing a lot of problems with the economy so it's uh it's. Weird. I don't. I. I mean. I'm not an expert, but I don't think we're anywhere close to being double <clears throat> double in, in 2024. I mean, looks unlikely, but could happen. But, but but I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that might be part of his push to just uh to open up the economy at all costs. To it,
1: it could be, but the, here's here's the here's the problem, Turner, is that the people are not interested in the economy. Okay. Hmm, you've you've got a vote. Bank, you've got a population that's more interested in communal politics. Uh, the, the, the government over the years has convinced the Hindu population of the country, not all of them, but most of them, that they are in danger from the minorities, which being the Muslims. I mean, that's old school political uh, uh, strategies. Yeah, and we got a bit of that here as well. Yeah, give the people Hindus something to fear. Hindus are about
2: 80% of the population, right?
1: Exactly. Hindus are 80% yes. of the population. How are you in any danger from the remaining, uh, remaining, the rest of the minorities? How is that even physically possible? So, uh, But they've convinced them that you you are in danger. So what they do now is over the years is they have been feeding that fear. And they keep feeding that fear by, you know, these targeted attacks on the Muslim community. As a way of showing, hey, look! Remember, we told you that you guys are in danger. Look, we're keeping them in check. And this is not just the the government. This is the government. These are fringe groups who have now become mainstream. It's the it's the news media. It's a, a lot of the supporters of this government on social media. So it's it's a concentrated and well coordinated effort to subvert uh, the realistic expectations of, of of a government. You know, so instead you you, you keep diverting them. You keep diverting their attention and saying, this is what you need to worry about. This is what the real issue is. And nobody's going, or very few people are going, hey, no, hang on a second. What about the economy? What about the jobs you promised? What about all these other things? So it's not easier to
0: solve, right?
1: Yeah. It's not like the political discourse in our country is based on the things that matter. The political discourse in our country, if you look at uh, Indian Twitter, it's about things that don't matter at all.
2: Yeah. That's what we it's, saw. It's ridiculous. You, you, like last year, he passed like a law that you, it make it easier to become a citizen if you live in a neighboring country, as long as you're not Muslim. Oh, it, it,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the Citizen Amendment yeah. Act. That's 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 another crazy exactly. thing. The problem doesn't exist.
2: Year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he basically passed a law saying that Hindus were I mean, people who are oppressed in neighboring countries can seek uh, you know, uh, asylum or move to India as long as they were Hindus. Uh, Hindus, uh, Christians, Sikhs, but not Muslims. So that kind of, you know, created a massive uproar in the country going, why are you targeting Muslims, etc, etc, etc. And then they said that they will create a registry of citizens in of, of India as well. Who uh, And if you cannot prove, if you don't have the papers to show that you are a citizen of this country, you will again be thrown out of the country. Whoa. Which is so weird because you've got so many of the people. People don't have clothes to wear, uh, homes to live in, and food to eat. Do you think they have papers <laughs> that, that have been handed down from generation to generation? They don't. Uh, so it, it at every turn, it, it seems to be uh, some effort
0: or the other to kind of disenfranchise the Muslim community. I mean, it's like, uh, as you said, this is an old trick right whenever things aren't going well instead of fixing the tough problems you just blame some pick a pick a population blame them exactly and then divert the attention and we can all move on and the your friend of yours you were talking about earlier the comedian who got arrested yesterday a listener of ours bill dodson shout out sent me that sent me an article Mm -hmm. this exact article you're talking about like two hours before we recorded this. And he goes, whoa, you should see this. I went, yo, we have an Indian comedian on today. We'll talk about Mm -hmm. it. And you know the guy. And he's the comedian that got arrested is Muslim, correct?
1: He's he's Muslim. His name is Munawar Faruqi. He was arrested on the 1st of of January at a show in a city called Indore, along with four other people who were part of the show. Uh, One of them who was just a friend who was visiting him. He was, he had nothing to do with the show. He was just like, it's like, you don't know, you have a gig. I'm your friend. I just came to the green room to see, hey man, how's it going? Yeah. And before you know it, there are people, there's a mob outside, and all four of us get hauled into
0: the like, police no, I'm station. I'm you know, not a, even a comedian <laughs> yeah. fan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, he's been in prison for uh, about 26 days now, For uh, and the charges that have been framed against him are bailable. So he should have been out on bail. Uh, within the first attempt so we have uh, the sessions court we have the high court and the supreme court so you can uh, uh, have three levels of uh, appeals uh, so they ap- appealed uh, applied for bail in the sessions court that was denied then it uh, moved to the high court and the judge at the high court uh, if you've read uh, I don't know if you read this but he uh, there was a hearing a couple of days ago and he actually said just yes, just yes, the background to before i get into what happened at the high court just yes, the background of munawar okay he's, he's he's a young upcoming comedian but, but who just blew through i think in, in a, and he's been doing this for about 3 or 4 years and he's he's really popular today he became big on youtube selling out shows across the country uh, he, he's he's really he's, he's hot right now and uh, He uh, got very popular because of some of his videos that uh, had jokes about religion, but now not just a specific religion. There were jokes about Hinduism. There were jokes about him uh, being Muslim as well. But as is the case with a lot of uh, the, the right wingers in this country, they only they cherry pick um they they are outraged so they kind of took offense to oh why is he making fun of hindu gods and that kept that also then feeds into the hey remember as the government told us that we are in danger look at the danger jokes mm, yes. very dangerous so yeah uh, so people started getting uh, uh, pissed off because of that now there is a law in india that safeguards religious sentiments so um, wherein if uh, a person mil- shows malicious intent towards, you know, um, inciting uh, riots or violence towards a specific uh, religious community, they can be hauled into prison. Now, I was reading up on this and these laws were framed largely for politicians because uh, in case or politicians or religious figures as well, religious figures who like hate kind speech, of... Mo- Hate speech, basically for hate speech. Yeah. But now what's happening is these laws are being misused to target artists, not just comedians. Even shows that are on Amazon Prime, on Netflix. If you portray religion in a way that certain groups of people do not like, they can come after you. So... This outrage uh, back in the day uh, was largely within the fringe and people would complain, but you wouldn't get into trouble. But now uh, the the outrage has become very mainstream. The mobs have become mainstream. The mobs enjoy the support of the police, the support of the news media, and by the looks of things, the the support of the courts as well. So Munawar did not even perform. He was accosted by a minister's son from the ruling party. Uh, who accused him of trying to sow, you know, communal disharmony, which is weird because I've never heard of anybody laughing at a joke and then going out there and killing somebody. It's it's just, these are people crazy. who are willing, yeah, willingly pay to watch him and he's good at what he does. So uh, the police arrested him on the basis of what this uh, guy said. And he claimed that he overheard him uh, rehearsing his jokes in the green room. And these jokes were about Hindu gods. Yeah, the show and hadn't even- comedians, He
2: was in the green started, room. He got yeah. into
1: the green room and he- and he, he, he overheard. Yeah. Um, and as comedians, tell me this, when the fuck have we ever rehearsed our jokes out loud? Never. I actually,
0: never. That I really didn't never happened. Like I'm not going to name huh? him, but I do remember one guy doing that five years ago at our club in Shanghai. And I didn't know right. him well enough to make fun of him. But right, I, if I would have known him better, I, I was like, in my head, I was like, What are you doing? I've literally only seen it once. Yeah. He was going over the words, but we never do that. You know, I mean, your bits, you have at the head. most,
1: yeah, at the most, at an open mic. Maybe if you're just trying out for the first or second time, this guy's a seasoned comedian, he doesn't need to do that. It's all up here, you just get to yeah. remember your set it's list, in your I mean, head. anyway. It's
2: so, just, that's should, on the basis you of have that, people in the green room, though, with, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah I, he wasn't even in the he green wasn't room, in and there, on though. the basis. He wasn't in there. He claimed to overhear overhear him. And on the basis of that complaint, he has been hauled into prison. And uh, the police have admitted there is no video proof that he insulted uh, any Hindu gods. Yet he is still in prison. Courts have still denied uh, bail. And uh, the high court, uh, the judge of the high court who had the hearing a couple of days ago, said that such people should not be spared. Keep in mind, this is a hearing, this is a bail hearing. There's no trial. Trial has not commenced, no evidence has been presented. But it looks like the the judge has already passed, uh, uh, has already made a judgment call to say, sort of, this guy's guilty, which is so weird. So he reserved the bail order, which basically means that he's going to go think about it. And there's another hearing tomorrow. Uh, to say if, uh, which, which will tell us if he gets bail or not. And ironically, tomorrow's his birthday. Tomorrow's Manawa's birthday. Huh. So I really, really hope oh that he gosh. gets a bail. But uh, it looks unlikely from what we last heard. And then there'll have to be another appeal in the Supreme Court. And maybe, hopefully by then, there is outrage brewing in the country that right a lot of people are talking about this. And this is this is like, this. he's not committed a crime. And even if he has, the law... Uh, 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 that has been used to put him in prison is available law, so he should be out on bail irrespective, of, and let the trial commence. Oh. Uh, so, it, it's what's this happening is, now. And are the rest uh, of
0: you all now worried, like the comedy community? This could happen. To it, it, you guys should start it, protesting because he's Muslim. If we, we are, I mean, yeah, ironically, we, we are. We should, we
1: should get out on the streets. But I think a lot of comedians are also scared of putting a target on their backs. Yeah. Because if you totally. if you are seeing in support, they'll come after. What if they come after me next or the other? I think. I mean, to be fair, I mean, comedians don't wield that kind of power, do they? I mean, we make people laugh. We're not. We're not. We're not uh, the kind who incite a to incite a mob or be part of anything that's violent. We just want to make a, people laugh and do
2: a show from the Red Fort. Just go down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Add to the Red fort. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> See, I'll tell you what, what. What's happening right now is the process is becoming the punishment. So what is happening is the, the police or, or the government or anybody who wants to trouble you is using the system and the many loopholes within the system to just send out a message to keep everybody else in line. He will get bail. There's no doubt about it. He will get bail, but maybe oh, after a month, a month and a half. So right. what's going to happen? Because the, the trial itself will take years. So they're not they're, they don't care about this case going to trial. It's about how can we make him suffer today? Right. And what message will that send out to all the other artists out there who are being very vocal about uh, Just, things that we don't want them to talk about? To scare the next That's guy. They need to get. Yeah. yeah. You know, so what I'm basically saying, what I'm basically saying is you should you guys should come to India for a tour. <laughs> uh, let's up <laughs> well, no, in
0: jail with him. They should what they <laughs> should live from an Indian
2: jail would be great for our be a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh
0: what they should do is you know how like if someone's like robbing places in the neighborhood, they put their picture up. Like, do not watch out. Don't serve this person. Comedy clubs yeah. should put the picture of that, like the son of the Police chief or whatever, uh, the minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The minister don't put his perform. picture up. And be like, Wait, if this guy's enters, just don't even go on stage. But I guess your friend didn't go on stage.
1: He, he I mean, he stepped on on the stage, and as soon as he went onto the stage, there's a video of this out there. As soon as he went on stage, he was accosted on stage by this guy, and Munawar very politely had an exchange, a brief exchange with him, where he tried to explain to him that, man, he's done jokes about all sorts of topics, or and there's no intent to, you know, kind of sow communal division anyway. And it seemed like yeah. he was placated, but then he went outside and five minutes later, a mob comes into uh, the venue, storms into the venue and, and then the police are there and then he's arrested. So he basically, yeah. he hasn't even performed. So he's in jail for jokes he has
0: not told. My That's God. crazy. At least let him tell the jokes. At least, I mean, yeah. Let him finish <laughs> the set before yes. you arrest him. I somebody. mean, yeah. Unless i have gone before in my life i bombed before in my life, but I've never been arrested before the show started. That seems yeah. like a tough one. It um, is. Maybe that was always, that was an issue in, in China when Andy Curtin and I who put us together when we when we were uh, performing out there, you mm. know, our our club had uh guidelines of what you could talk about and what you couldn't talk about. And it was yeah. pretty simple what you couldn't talk about. Yeah. And yeah. comedians vi- that were visiting would say, like, oh well, there what if I don't see any uh I don't see any, you know, the Take a look around if there's any like spies or government officials in mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, I won't do it, but mm-hmm. if the government officials aren't in here, I'm going to say what I want. And what we would have to tell them is the government official doesn't have to be in the room, it could be the son or the daughter of the government official, exactly, or the exactly. cousin. And they get offended, and then they go tell them, yeah, even casually, yeah, they could go yeah. to dinner the next night and say, Oh, I saw this comedian, yeah. I didn't oh. like what they said. And then all of a sudden, the people yeah. come find you. So it's that's too yeah. bad. That's what's actually happening. But I want to ask yeah. you about your comedy, uh, the Indian comedy scene, which Andy Curtin has visited mm-hmm. you guys a bunch, told me about. And yeah. I remember him telling me years yeah. ago that you, he's like, mate, they're all on YouTube. They're all blowing up on YouTube, mate. Yeah, yeah we're going to get on yeah. YouTube. And great accent. American yeah. American <laughs> comedian. That's my Australian. Yeah. That's a and American accent. comedians, we're, we're very late to YouTube, you know? I feel yeah. like people will put. No one wanted to put their material on YouTube because they thought exactly. then people wouldn't come see you in the comedy club. Um, yeah. I know there's people like like Andrew Schultz who have been doing it the last yeah. few years and have had like ton of success. Yeah. But Andy told me years ago that you were doing this you were putting like a new video every week with it was like a current event topic or something. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's
1: how I kind of got a little bit of success on the internet. So every comedian here who's had any amount of success uh, is uh, owes that success to the internet. So what happened, unlike uh, what happened with, with America, you guys have a very strong club comedy network, yes. a club comedy system. Then then you have television, you go on, you know, you had the Letterman's back in the day and, you know, yep. uh, but, in India, we didn't have that kind of electronic infrastructure. We had gigs that were happening at pubs and clubs, but there were 50, 60 people at, at best. And then with the uh, with YouTube really took off over here because then a few comedians put up some of their videos and those videos went viral. And a bunch of us went, hey, let's try this as well. So me personally, I, I started putting up videos about stuff that was in the news, a so topical comedy I've, I found quite enjoyable to write about. Uh, and then what we did was a lot of us, we would put out stuff on the internet, but we also had a set that we performed at uh, live gigs that wasn't online. Okay. And we would keep updating and refreshing that set. So in a way, what the internet did was it, 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 it helped advertise who we were as comics. And then if people liked us enough, they would come watch a show. And then at that show, we would perform jokes that were not on the internet. Uh, that's how it, it, it all started. Uh, And now uh, you have Amazon Prime and Netflix and a bunch of other OTT platforms that are here and they're commissioning specials and other comedy formats. So it's getting bigger uh, uh, in a very different way as compared to um, uh, uh, an established uh, system in America. Up until recently, as you pointed out, Andrew now became big because of YouTube. And I, I am seeing other comedians, Mark Norman dropped his special on YouTube as well. So uh, I think that is becoming a preferred route. And I think it's a good way to go because you, you cut out the middleman basically. Yeah. You, you, it's a, it's a very simple, low production cost. Uh, You, when you shoot your set, uh, you keep putting it out there. If people like it, they come see you, they find you on Instagram. Then you tell them you're doing a show at this, at this club and they come see you there. I think uh, to pull it off successfully, Obviously, uh, hopefully, enough people should like your your jokes. But then it's it helps if you have <laughs> <It helps. laughs> uh, you got to be good at comedy. Yeah, Basic is, rule of comedy: be, be like funny. Your jokes. Yeah, <laughs> be funny. Yeah, and then uh, have a set that's not online. So you know when, that's when like, people I guess it's do sh- It's
0: mind blowing to me that we no one here ever thought of that. It was always yeah, and also- either, and the older generation of comedians a lot of time very shy from YouTube didn't want to do anything on YouTube because they thought yeah. I would. But then I'm not selling it. Their goal was to put an yeah. hour together. A lot of them yeah. would take a long time, you know, years and years and years yeah, to have yeah. one hour, Absolutely, sell that. And they're like, well, if I give it away for free, then what am I doing? But having these yeah. two sets, is that's a much smarter idea, I think. I
1: mean, also, it doesn't have to be for free as well. I mean, with YouTube revenue, you do get some money back. now. And I, I think a year and a half or so ago, I started a pay-as-you-like model for all my youtube videos so now if somebody watches my videos and if they go hey man we i like this and you want to pay for it they can actually pay for it so there's a like paypal Vino link or a for PayPal? PayPal. a paypal link. yeah we've got paypal for people who Let's want to pay that. and that's and i started that with my special so i actually produced my first special shadows myself and then i put it up on youtube and then i asked people hey told people hey you want if you like it and you want to pay for it uh, go right ahead and they did. And we recovered the production costs of the special in the first month and a half. Wow. People actually paid. Yeah. And then it, you it, probably it get more people to come experiment. see
0: you on the road because they've seen yeah, the special. Yeah, and then
1: they've seen the special. They liked it. Uh, your numbers go up on, on social media. Uh, and then, and like I said, it, it, you have to keep feeding that beast. Because of course. As the beast gets bigger, you have to keep doing more. So it's a constant hustle, no doubt but it's a, uh, i think what i enjoy most about the indian comedy scene right now is how independent uh, it is and how there are no barriers to your own success if you want to work hard enough yeah there's there's no there's no agent coming in and uh, sitting at the back of the room and you know going to call you on a conan or something
0: like that well you, hey here's you, the good news believe, yeah. in my career there isn't either so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you can be your own agent now i know uh, i know i have a career but yeah, just no one's ever yeah. come and like picked me out of the room which i don't think i mean
1: i honestly i honestly love what andrew did i mean andrew just because was andrew was rejected by uh i think netflix or so one of these 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 bigger otts whose
0: uh andrew Schultz. That said, hey, yeah years ago andrew Schultz,
1: you're not our time years ago and he was like fuck this i'm just gonna go straight to the people and that's what he did. I mean, yeah. And I mean, technically, it, I mean, he did
0: what a lot of comedians in India did as well. Yeah. Netflix is now rejecting the best comedians in America on a weekly basis. Which Mark, is
1: so weird. Mark Norman, know, Sam so Morrill,
0: I think Joe Mack. Yeah. He, uh, I was like, how is this? Literally, like, the best comedians in New York City are getting rejected yeah. by Netflix. I think Joe List. But, but why, why is that happening? Why is that happening? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, is, it of is that it? They're, They're looking, looking for a demographic. I mean, um, yeah, is it yeah. is it because There's of the wake, they're white guys? It's not know. cancel culture. It's that they they're targeting their job, their business. Their job is to find a demographic, and hit that demographic. And I think, frankly, a lot of us white guys kind of all look the same to the average person, right? And right, so, right, right. so Netflix makes money either way, so they want to be able to
2: tout their cast, right. their lineup. They don't. Really,
0: well, uh-huh. I think that a, guy, a white guy with jokes is not enough. They don't think it's enough. I think they're wrong because I think if you're mm-hmm. funny and mm-hmm. you build your, a lot of these, yeah, it's, it's, these guys all exactly, have their own audiences. So I think, exactly. frankly, you want the person who has their built-in audience more than you want yeah. uh, the someone who's... Representation.
2: New. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why I mean, you don't have a special turner sparks you should have listed yourself there
0: i have an <laughs> album it's, you can i know but on, on netflix on the radio. netflix yeah. is uh oh no i, 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 I wouldn't have had one anyway let's let's be well right. uh, but,
1: but i'm curious I'm, I'm curious turner uh if if as a comedian i mean i mean I know america has so many stand-up comics who are good yeah what they saw who kill who kill every night at, at clubs all across the country yep uh if you don't get the special on netflix or amazon prime can you still have a good career financially as a comedian in America. As yeah, a I, I have a America. I
0: have a good career financially as a comedian. Yeah. Yes, yeah. of so course you, you can. So You're okay yeah he, yeah he, yeah, he, yeah. He that's yeah yeah it's what i do for a living
1: yeah it's it's a little tricky here it's a little also. tricky here yeah oh, <laughs> he's
2: in the upper caste system <laughs> he's of in the upper caste, caste system <laughs> <laughs> they take care of themselves out there <laughs> he's
0: playing know. you're
1: a brahmin comic
0: <laughs> yeah brahmin top <laughs> brahmin comic in america what does that mean <laughs> top <Yeah>. brahmin <laughs> um no uh, there's Bra- ways to so brahmins are basically the upper caste Oh, okay yeah that could be it that's me i'm a brahmin comic yeah uh yeah you can't have a career you have to be you know i I ran, a, I mean, frankly, I ran a business for a decade in China. I had an ice cream truck business. Yeah. Then Andy and I started a comedy club. So I think it yeah. takes a combination. If you don't have all the the network and the Netflix and everything behind you, then it takes a mm-hmm. combination of, you're basically running a small business. So yes. I have 15 years experience running small business. So I, right. that's been really helpful to me. But I think if you're right. just a young artist who has no business mind or business experience, it's probably pretty right. difficult. Um, but I if imagine, you're like, hey, I have this, I have this, the jokes is my, that's my product, what I, what I do. Now yeah. I have to go out and sell myself. And then you put together yeah. your tour, you put together your audience, you build your audience through podcasts, stuff right. like that. And you go perform to your own audience and who cares about everything else? You right. Right. Right, And right. You can do
1: it. Because I, like, I like what Bill Burr said, right? He's, uh, and I think uh, it's something I live by as well. He said, "I don't need everybody to like me. Totally, I just need enough people to like me so that I can just do this for the rest of my life." And I mean, that's it. You that's know?
0: exactly, yeah. exactly
2: just like that's Modi. That's you just it. need thirty-eight yeah. <laughs> percent. Tie it all together. Yes, just thirty-eight. Yeah. If you get thirty-eight percent of the population like you as a comic, you're in shape
0: yeah so, oh yeah. my gosh uh, I think that's it so so yeah I, I to last question on the farming thing um, sure does it seem have you seen any uh, change are, are, are vegetables like this might be a stupid question are they specifically are they expensive, expensive or yeah? because it's Equal. because it's subsidized by the government or is there is that an issue um, that anyone would side with sure. the government because they're like yeah it is ridiculous the farmers have You know, tomatoes cost $7 or something.
1: Right, right. So uh, a lot of the uh, vegetables and essential commodity prices are actually uh, largely influenced by fuel prices. So every time fuel prices Ah. go up in the country because of the logistics, because uh, the vegetables and and all essential commodities are transported across the country uh, by trucks. So if the fuel prices go up, vegetable prices go up. Uh, I am not aware of uh, prices being impacted because of the protests right now. I I figure the prices are... Pretty relatively stable, but every time there's a fluctuation in fuel prices, yes, you do see prices of essential commodities going up.
2: Well, if every farmer in the country was protesting, then the prices would go up because there'd be no. But I guess it's only there'd be nothing price. left. There'd I be mean, no for. yeah. See, uh, the the
1: the produce that's already in the market right now, the produce that's in storage, uh, probably... is enough to cover. I'm guessing the next few months, or so I'm not sure what the numbers are. Uh, what, what i think the impact of these protests uh, the immediate impact of these protests i would reckon are being felt by the farmers themselves and not the end consumer just yet not yet.
2: What, and what yeah what about the I, um, mean, I, for saw... that,
1: I mean for that to happen I, I i would guess the entire country all the farmers in the country will go hang on we're not going to grow anything for right. a year fuck you and then we're going to we have to dip into our reserves and then once the reserves are completely depleted is when we're going holy shit where are uh, you know we we can't import produce give the farmers what they want but so that but that just seems like a very long drawn out and also the scenario. farmers
0: would probably run out of money first
2: e- exactly before the country exactly. would run out of money
0: well we have yeah, a lot so of kale
2: here in brooklyn we can we could ship off
0: to you guys you, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hipster farms here some. and yeah. what about okay <laughs> the prices would blow your mind though so oh
2: yeah if you're looking yeah.
0: for hot sauce they make a lot of that and they're rooftop hipster <laughs> farms. Local,
2: local. When are the hipster farmers of Brooklyn going to protest against
0: the condition? They don't know what's happening. Come on. Yeah. Uh, they're we too busy organic
1: fencing. Farming, <laughs> organic farming has taken off in India as well. So you have small organic
2: farms okay. uh, that are slowly picking up. Are they protesting? Um, so, uh, what? No, no, not really. <laughs> My last thing I was going to say is, is I saw that a lot of the farmers are setting fire to their uh, to burning. Oh yeah, I like this move. They're they're like it's a, it's like a form of protest against the some of the anti laws that are supposed to crack down. I think I guess pollution laws. Are they setting fire? Are
0: they the, setting fire to, to their fields or something? Is that is that okay, something? Okay, so here's widespread? another
2: thing, right?
1: Uh, With the idea so of being the north,
0: polluting the country, polluting mode. Uh, no, no, no. This oh, is
1: this it. is something that no, they're not trying to choke him out. That's right what right I thought
0: it was. That's like, what, that's I didn't brilliant. know who
2: they were trying to win over uh, by that. I thought that could backfire. I thought they just out. put so smoke in the air.
1: There's the there's something. This is something that happens every year around towards the end of the year, around October or November, where farms uh, farmers across the northern belt of India. I'm not sure what happens in other places, but uh, they uh, burn the stubble that's left out in the field, so that they can you know once that's taken out, then they can you know uh, re plow so. the field again, stuff like that. But what that does, the burning of that stubble compounded with the wind creates a lot of pollution in Delhi. So every year around November and December, Delhi turns into, a, the pollution levels go up. It's, it's, it's unbearable. And a lot of it is caused by um, these farms that, you know, the, the farmers setting fire to their, uh, their fields. So the, this isn't like I mean a concentrated effort to now kind of pollute the air that Modi. Oh, so i were trying to get them to
2: stop doing it this year though, and they just uh,
1: did it anyway. They, well. they they are they are. I think I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there some one of the laws is also about uh, the, the burning of the stubble, uh, but I, I'm I'm not uh, sure. But this is a uh, this is a concern environmentally. Yes, this comes up every year, going hey man, we can't breathe. The uh, pollution's too much um but yeah i mean i don't know how that's gonna i can't get
2: imagine time. the yenta pack of delhi being happy that they're getting all this pollution coming in and but
1: you know, it's, oh it's, but it's part of, it's part mean, of the circle of
2: life with the farmers
1: i get it yeah it, it is but um, it's something that delhi has been living with for many years yeah. so i mean right. the well, average citizen right now I, I don't think they're complaining too much about it uh, delhi's been known to be very polluted for for mm. a very long time
0: Well, there you go. The cap, the failing New York Times told us it was to smoke out Modi. So we shouldn't
2: get our news. That's where we do this podcast. The failing New York Times gives us information (laughs) and we find a comedian to tell us to get the real story. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Oh, maybe the New York Times knows something. I don't know.
0: They (laughs) don't. You know more. Trust (laughs) me. They don't know anything. That's it. That's the episode. Daniel Fernandez. Thank you for doing it, man. Everybody, thank, thank
1: you so much for having me. Check guys. out his special it shadows,
0: fun. it's on YouTube. And uh, the You Started It podcast, you can watch on YouTube, yeah. you can download Kaplan as well. Yeah, that's it. Uh, what should we do? It's time to get lost, get lost, <laughs> have a nice life. <laughs> have a nice All life. Right. That's how we end it.